Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me. I'm Peyton Sarton. So we're doing a solo episode today. I'm so happy you guys like these because I also love them. Not only is it just easier for me to like set the mic out and start chatting with you guys, but it fills my life to just have a stream of consciousness talk with you and kind of just share everything that's on my mind about a certain topic, right? So before we get into today's episode, we'll do a little update. One very important update for this week. Y'all are going to want to watch the vlog that's coming out on Sunday. Okay. I asked you to guess what the big surprise is for Sunday. A lot of you guessed it correctly. Some of you guessed that I was pregnant. No. Have you seen my martini game lately? It's been strong. So not pregnant. Some of you asked if Joe and I are getting married. No, not currently. I was very specific with him when I started dating him. I was, you know, we started dating when I had just turned 26 and I like did the whole manifesting him into my life because I knew exactly what I wanted. That's the freedom of being 26 and being in your later 20s or approaching that. Do I know every single thing that I want right now? No, I'm 28 right now, by the way. Do I know everything I want? No, but I can kind of, I like know more things than I did at 23 and I've lived a little bit more adult life, right? So I can make better decisions on like who I'm dating and kind of the direction I want to go in. And it feels good. So at 26, manifested this man into my life, literally head to toe exactly what I wanted as a human, everything. (laughs) You guys can listen to that episode. It's actually an earlier episode about how I manifested a boyfriend, the person that I wanted. So I told him before we started dating, I was like, Hey, listen, this is what I kind of had in mind for the next five years. If you align with this sick, we can start dating. If this freaks you out, like maybe we aren't a good fit. And of course he was like, doesn't freak me out. Kind of looks good to me included in that timeline was the fact that I wanted to live with him for at least a year before we started talking about engagements. Because what if I hate him? (laughs) I was like, I don't know your living habits. We were long distance. So like it was a real relationship. We have always loved each other. We love each other every day. But it was different because I'd see him for like a week and I'd like live with him for a week and then I'd be gone for three weeks and then live with him for a week and then be gone. Like it was so concentrated and it's hard to get an idea of someone's day-to-day like life and who they are in all these different settings in that way. So I was like, I need to live with you first. So we're not talking about engagement until after we live together for a little while. And then also I'm not one with surprises. Like I'm going to tell you what ring I want. Like we're going to talk about this. Like you could just, you know, pop the question one day. I don't need to know the day you're going to do it, but like, I need to be involved. 
and what's going on. So anyways, y'all will know when we get engaged, I'll probably keep it to ourselves for a hot second. I also want a very private engagement. Like I don't want photographer person there. I just don't want it. I know that's pretty popular. I don't think it's like bad. I feel like it it's like cool if that's, you know, your vibe. I've seen a lot of my friends get engaged on the beach and they just have like a very quaint engagement. And then like their friends are in like the, you know, background with their phones and stuff like that. You could do something super casual like that. Honestly, I told Joe, I was like, we better just be in our apartment and I'd want no one there. I just want it to be us. And then I, we can have an engagement party and stuff. But anyways, I was very specific if you can't tell. <laughs> so... No, we are not getting married. That is to come. Obviously, we both see that this going that direction, but not for now. Not engaged, not getting married. You guys also guessed that full disclosure could be it. My clothing line, full disclosure, finally making a comeback after a fucking year of a disaster of a supply chain and just like no one doing their job correctly. Explain that to me. It's been a disaster, but anyone who's done a clothing line or product at all, I know y'all know, like, it's a mystery how it ever gets done, truly, because you're like, is this ever going to happen? I'm not sure. But we finally got something together. That's not the surprise, but that is coming out. And by the time this episode airs, I will have already posted about it. So hi, I posted about it yesterday. Go follow at wear full disclosure on Instagram or me at Peyton Sarton on Instagram. And I'm going to give you all more information about when that launches. It's actually going to be next week on March 9th, but I'll be sharing a more specific time for y'all on my Instagram. And like I said, again, on wear full disclosure on Instagram, just so y'all know, I've already talked about this stuff on social media so far. So I'm going to tell you guys what the little micro collection consists of. I'm doing the signature short. Again, I love those shorts so much, especially for summertime. They come in a really pretty navy and then like kind of a country clubish green. These shorts are made from 100% recycled cotton. So my manufacturer actually goes into other factories, otherwise be thrown in a landfill, reworks that, re-sews it, dyes it, you know, does the whole thing to my standard. And then we essentially save all of that from going to a landfill. And if you guys don't know, that's what makes fashion one of the number one polluting industries in the world is how much gets thrown away. It's disgusting. It's truly horrible. So that's the number one thing about full disclosure that I'm proud of, as well as the fact that we pay our workers, specifically with that manufacturer, a living wage. So no one's going home and worrying, you know, they can feed their families at night, which is really important to me because I have no idea how you look at someone and like have them make your stuff and then like not give a shit. (laughs) That's horrible. So sorry, I'm laughing. Sometimes I laugh when things are super horrible because I'm just like, that's so fucked up. So also they have benefits at the factory and the way the manufacturer's place is set up. The people who are working on garments are actually in the same big like warehouse space as people who are doing admin and the people who actually own and run the company. So it is very communal. It's a small manufacturer. And it's very clean in there. The working like standards are nice. I've been in there multiple times. So I'm really proud of that. The third thing we're launching that will go with each short pair of shorts is a perfect white t-shirt, literally the most perfect crop white tee. I have gone years trying to find the most perfect crop white tee. More recently, I ordered about seven t-shirts from different brands from Revolve because it's just easy. I shop there all the time. Could not find a single one that I was like, wow, 
this is it. This is the one I like. And now I wear personally my, the one I created, I wear that constantly. Usually I reserve like one to two products to keep for myself. I'm keeping enough for a week now. I wear the size small and we kind of went back and forth on the fit, but I think it's absolutely perfect. The fabric is sustainably grown. It's organic cotton and the factory again is wonderful. It's actually a different factory than the shorts. Thankfully I found them and they were able to make things quickly for me. The fabric is very high quality, so it will last a long time. It's also a thicker fabric than most other plain white tees that I've seen. So like for me, if I wear a bra underneath it, I can't see like the lines of the bra, which was an important thing for me because I want it to just look really clean. So again, a thicker fabric. And I'm just really proud of this t-shirt. I'm obsessed with it. It's literally the most perfect white tee ever. And that will be coming out March 9th. I had to postpone the release of the hats, but those will come out the following week. I work with a company and we do those based on made to order. So when I went to go release them two weeks ago, they were actually, the company had run out of the black version of the hat that I wanted because again, they take, you know, new hats. We are doing an eco-conscious collaboration. So on an eco-conscious blank and we, they didn't have any in stock. So I was going to put those up for you guys and you guys can choose between the Navy and the charcoal, but the black was missing. And I was like, I love the black. I wear the black all the time. So definitely will let you guys know on where to full disclosure and at Peyton certain my Instagrams when those are coming out too, but again, eco-friendly as well. Also the hats are at a little lower price point than the shorts and the t-shirt. So I wanted to throw something in there for you guys that didn't want to spend the cost of a shirt or a pair of shorts. All right. So today our episode is about navigating adult friendships. And I outlined this one because I really wanted to be specific about these talking points. Again, all my opinions based on my own experience. If you don't agree with this, like that's okay. You don't need to agree with it. And we can both live different lives. It's fine. And if you do have these experiences, I mean, I hope this helps and I'll just, you know, be pretty straightforward with this information. So, you know, you're in middle school, high school, even college, you have your besties. You probably have a little group of friends. If you're like me, I always had a pretty good group of friends, even moving a bunch. I always had like a solid group of girlfriends. I did gymnastics for a long time and spent a lot of time in the gym. So I had my little gymnastics group of friends that were, I was very close with. And then I always had like one to two best friends. That's elementary school, middle school, and high school. I basically, my middle school and high school best friends pretty much stayed the same, but I've always had best friends. And then I went to college and it was all about friendships for me. There were boys involved in college, but like, not really. It was mostly about my friendships and I made some of the strongest and, you know, most lifelong friendships in college. But that's because we all geographically lived very close to one another, especially in middle school, high school. I went to to school every single day with my friends. We couldn't get away from each other if we tried, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're always with your friends. And I went to gymnastics and I was there for like three or four hours with my friends. So there was a lot of camaraderie, a lot of bonding. And it kind of makes you feel like this is how friendships work. You know, in high school, my best friend, actually, her name is Emily. She, <laughs> every semester would go into the person who does our schedule, the admin group, and be like, I need you to match my schedule to Peyton's because we wanted to spend every waking second with each other, literally. And then college hits and I went to class, mostly didn't have friends in my classes, but 
went to the library with my friends. I lived in a house of, with four other girls, like for years. Or we were all like, and then we were also close to other people that we were friends with. And especially living in the dorms, we were super close. So, like you were just so in each other's business all the time. And it kind of sets up for you, you know, you're leaving college if you went to college at 22 and you're like, oh, this is how friendships work. And then you get thrust in the adult world and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where is everybody? So I totally understand the complexities of making adult friends because also let's keep in mind, I mean, that's a long time. Your 20s, you change a lot. So me from 22 to 25, two <laughs> completely different people. And then from 25 to 28 now, again, pretty different people. So with that, I feel like naturally your friends might change. And of course you do have lifelong friends. Again, like I said, my college friends, we will probably be friends for the rest of my life. And there's just some people in my life that are like that, but it doesn't happen very often. And I think it's overestimated how often that happens. And people expect it to happen more often than it does. I just don't think it happens very often. I don't think it's very realistic. And so if you find yourself kind of fluctuating with friends, you know, kind of not really vibing with these people, vibing with these people, I feel like that's a very normal thing because again, in your twenties, you're changing so, so much and you're growing up so much. Like you're literally becoming an adult at this portion of your life. And then, you know, you have the whole thing where you get older. There's so much shit you have to do when you get older. You have so much responsibility because not only do you have work now, but you have adult life things. Like you have an apartment or a house that you have to keep clean. Things are breaking. Your car is breaking. You have a side hustle that you do. Maybe you're dating or you're in a relationship. You got to go to the grocery store every five seconds. You got to cook your meals every five seconds. You got to get on a workout schedule because <laughs> you can't eat like you did when you were in high school and like stay super in shape how you want to. You got to do taxes. You got to go to jury duty and go to the DMV. Like there are so many stupid things about being an adult that just take up all of your freaking time. <laughs> so it's hard to find time for friends, even like you used to. And then you're not geographically usually around your friends. Most of my friends from college live in Houston, Texas, actually. One of them lives in Louisiana now. My best friend, one of my best friends from middle school and high school moved to London. And then I have people on the West coast that I love. So there's a lot going on in adult life and it just changes the way your friendships work. So here are some best practices in my opinion for maintaining adult relationships or adult friendships. And what I've done to keep those core friends that I have happy and like they're feeling loved and what they've done for me to make me feel the same way. I think the number one thing so far is giving my friends grace and looking for friends who give me grace. I was just talking to my friend Alex about this and this, this concept seems to come up, come up with a lot of my friends who are, I would say my core friends in life. You know, we all can't answer each other like we used to. Like we can't text each other and have a response five minutes back. We can't FaceTime all the time. We can't hang out all the time. It's not realistic. And so expecting that, it's just going to cause you to be annoyed. You know what I mean? It's going to cause you to feel like someone is letting you down in a way. And I think there are certain levels to this. Like obviously you don't want to be completely ignored, but people have their own lives. Like they can't pay attention to you all the time and expecting them to do so is kind of rude. <laughs> like I don't expect that out of my friends all the time. It's just not going to be a realistic way to go about adult friendships. 
I think sometimes people are too hard on their adult friends because they expect them to be like middle school, high school, college friends. And I think it can be controversial, but these people don't owe you everything. They don't owe you your life. So you can't put pressure on someone to take care of you. And you can't say like, Oh, I rely. You can't rely on them for your happiness. It's similar to a romantic relationship in that way, in my opinion. And your friends need to be there for you. That's what friends are for, but it's not anyone's job to carry the weight of your happiness on them. Like you can't be saying, I really need you to be there for me. Like every single day, you know, like people have low points in their life where that's when you figure out who your friends are. It's always your core friends who come through at those times that you really need them. Or if you express that you need them and they are there for you, but you can't be like pulling that shit every single day. Like they have to live their own life. <laughs> and those are the friends who I have that I continue to be friends with. I feel like there's just a core group of people that I have friendships with that will just never break. Like they're always going to be there. And it's because we always give each other grace because we know that one another loves each other. And if we really needed something, each of us really needed something, the other person would be there, even if we don't talk every day. So to me, that's kind of the anatomy of a really great adult relationship that is actually realistic. Of course, you know, you don't want to be completely ignored by someone and maybe you're going through a hard time and your friend is also going through a hard time. So they can't be there for you right now in the way you can't, you know, I have those kind of instances as well, which I, you know, I keep that aware of that too, because you don't want to like be like, Oh, well, this person's not there for me, but they're going through like something bad too, or traumatizing or whatever it is. So be realistic about it. And also pay attention to who shows up for you. That doesn't mean you can get to give grace to everyone all the time. I mean, obviously there's times when people just are shitty friends, but I think you can kind of tell when someone's a shitty friend versus when they're just trying to like live, you know, and like pay the bills. One thing for me is I don't give grace anymore. Where I used to give grace is when people stress me out or like make my life more chaotic or dramatic. I used to love that because I feel like I'm just pretty monotone. I'm just like pretty kind of boring in a way. And I've always had friends that are more like lively than I am. And sometimes people like that come with, you know, a little more stress, a little more chaos, which can be super fun. But as I've gotten older, I've just been like, I literally can't handle it. (laughs) I can't. And if they're self-centered consistently or very chaotic or very dramatic or like toxic in a way. And toxic to me means like the two people, the chemistry between me and that person was not good. They could still be a good person, but it's just like we didn't bring out the best in each other because that can that can be totally true. I don't give grace to that kind of experience anymore. Like that's where I've kind of at 25, 26, I was just like, okay. I started noticing it more and then being like, all right, it's just not worth it anymore. So some things that I do to show my friends that I love them is I reach out to them when I think of them. So we'll use my friend Laurel as a, as an example here. Let's say I think about Laurel in the middle of the day, because I'm thinking about a funny story from college. I text her and I'm like, Hey, love you. Thought about this the other day. I hope you're doing well. Give me a little update. And we, we do the whole update thing. Cause we don't talk every day. So I just make sure to pop in and say something when, you know, I do think of them, or if I see a funny story that they did, or if I see something that makes me think of them, I always make it a point to immediately send it to them so they know that I'm thinking about them. I also make specific plans to hang out with them and stick to those plans, whether it's recurring. Some of my friends need a lot more time in advance because they work like nine to five type jobs where they have to take vacation days and they have to be very specific about that. So we do plan in advance. Again, using my friend Laurel as an example, we went to New York City for my birthday and for New Year's. We plan that like two months in advance and we suck with it. 
And like, that's one of those things where like, oh, should we do that every single year? That was so fun. So making plans that really work for everyone's schedule and getting down to the nitty gritty, being specific and both of you actually showing up, highly important. Also, I show up in the ways I can when it's important to the person. So for example, using Laurel again, she's just the easy one. Her wedding was last year and I was living in California and she lives in Houston. So she was having like a different times of the year, the engagement party, the wedding shower, and then like the wedding weekend and stuff. And I dropped everything. I did not give a shit what was going on. I was going to be at Laurel's wedding. Her actual initial wedding date was during Coachella, which is the most lucrative weekend of the year for me consistently. But like I was planning on going to Laurel's wedding, obviously more than Coachella, even though that was a lot of money, but like nothing was coming And I'm not saying Coachella, what I'm saying mostly is a weekend making the most I ever make in the year is not as important to me as going to Laurel's wedding because I know how important it is to her that I show up there. So it's like, that's what she needed from me. And I had to give it to her. Like there's unspoken rules of like, you have to be there for certain things. And then for my birthday, we had talked about it for a while. So it was important to me that she kind of went out of her way to do that. And she actually planned the whole thing. It was, it was great. Again, too, when my friends are at a low or let's say one of my friend's parents is going through something or kind of drawing on things recently, I always make it a point to be like, I'm here no matter what, and try to like do something for them. That's nice. And try to like talk to them, get some FaceTime if that's what they want. I'm definitely a quality time person. So when someone's going through something hard, I'm more like, let me listen to you. And if you need me for anything, like I'm totally here. Cause that's what I like to hear. I'm in those, in that sense. So be there when it's important and also make sure you're paying attention who's there for you when it's important. Another thing to realize for me about adult friendships is to realize that not every single friend that I have needs to be my best fucking friend in the world. So like in LA, I learned this. There were girls that I loved to go out with. Like they were so fun. We kind of like to do the same things. We like to go to the same places and we genuinely had a good time together, but they weren't people that I would like go and hang out one-on-one with and like go to lunch. Right. Or there's people that I was more work friends with and we would shoot together and like go on trips together and go to events together. Cause that worked out really well. And then there were friends that I have who are friends of friends and we'd grab a coffee or, you know, lunch or a drink or something every now and then, cause we enjoyed each other's, you know, company, but we were, you know, working a lot or something like that. I was just a nice person to see every now and then I have friends for different things and no longer, it kind of goes along with the whole, like putting a lot of pressure on your friends, but I no longer expect the fucking world out of like every single person. Because again, you can have friends of all different types. And not everyone needs to be my best friend from high school who changed her schedule to be with me every second of the day because we just would like laugh and giggle all day. That's not how this always works because, you know, sometimes those don't end up being your best friends ever. Those aren't the people maybe who come through for you and show up when you need them to. Just because you talk to someone every single day doesn't mean that those are going to be your greatest friends. You know what I mean? But it also doesn't mean you don't need to be friends with them. Some people are just there for you to get coffee with, for you to go out with. You share similar interests. Maybe you like to go to a pottery class with. I don't know. You have friends for everything. I know people have coworkers that they like. You you have your coworker friends. Uh, Maybe you grab happy hour with them or something. So again, not expecting every single friendship to end up being like your best friend in the world. Like you can have friends for various things. And I really have taken that to heart in my twenties thus far. And it's really helped me fill my life with a bunch of people that I really like and who really like me that we have a good time together doing the various things that we like to do. 
One question I got a lot and in general, what's a a requested topic is outgrowing friendships and knowing when to let go of them. And this can be really hard because again, you're coming from high school, college days, maybe where you had a ton of friends and your friends were everything and everyone changes. And especially like we said, in our twenties, we change a lot. And there are plenty of reasons to let go of friendships and outgrow them. It doesn't mean that either of you is a necessarily a bad person. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Kind of like a romantic relationship. It just doesn't vibe anymore. And it's not helpful to your life anymore. I think there's also a difference between like having almost like a friend breakup and then just like spending less time with someone. A lot of the time it takes it really depends on how that person reacts to you not spending as much time with them because then they might want like a little bit of a friend breakup. Like it might be feel like a rejection to them or something. But in my opinion, when I am not best friends with someone anymore, whether it's like it feels quick or whatever it is that happened, when I'm not friends with someone anymore, I feel like it's kind of been a long time coming. So it's either a lot of toxicity, like fighting or bickering, like that's happened to me in the past with friends. Or maybe it's a lot of like blow ups where someone just wears on you constantly or someone's behavior over time wears on you. And you're like, you know, I love this person. But like when you start looking at it a certain way, you're like, okay, I don't know if this is for me anymore, but you still love them. So you, you remain their friend. So I feel like most of the time when I've had like a friend breakup, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Like it kind of has been building for a little while. And then in my experience, most friendship breakups that I've had are triggered by something big or small after a while of like tension. And it could be any like little or large reason to get away from each other. But using that as like a way to get away from each other, I think has, is good because it allows you to kind of like, let me say this friendship breakups are not always great. I feel like there's a way to maturely talk about things, but sometimes you do have to get away from someone and sometimes they have to get away from you. <laughs> so For me, whether they're triggered by something big or small, there comes a time when there was like a fight or an argument or something, right? With a friend. And let's say it's kind of been building a little bit. Tension's been happening. You've kind of been like, eh, we don't hang out as much anymore. We don't talk as much anymore, whatever it is. And then something happens that calls into question, are we going to make up or are we not going to be friends? And this has happened to me before, though I do have friends that this, I have one friend that this happened to me with earlier in my twenties when I was living in LA. And then like, we came back around and we're like friends again, not like best close friends, but we're friends again. I think there's definitely room to like remake friends, but sometimes you're just too fucking close to someone. And let's say after an event that happens, you know, you can decide, all right, you're kind of in a fight with this person now, or you're in an argument with this person now. And there's like a little mini breakup going on after something like this. Each of you can choose. Do I want to make up with this person? Is it worth it to make up with this person? Is our friendship going well? Is this a positive thing in my life? Or is it not worth the trouble for me anymore? Is this time to cut my losses? Is it time to like change my life for the better sometimes? Whatever this represents for you, each of you gets to make that decision. It's kind of like a romantic relationship too. Like you have an argument and you decide like, okay, do I love this person enough to have this thing or this person impact my life and shape my life. Like really you're, you are the people you hang around. So do I want this person to be a part of my life moving forward? And that's always the crossroads I've hit when it comes to friend breakups, where it's like something happens and either they're offended or you're offended. 
and things are complicated all the time, but something happens and then I'm like, okay, I could either go with this person and be like, let's clear some things up. Like, you know, this is what was said. This is not what was said. Like, this is right. This is wrong. But sometimes, even if you are the person who really didn't do anything and you're like hurt and confused, because I've, I've been approached like this where someone approached me with a lot of information that I was like, that's just like not right. <laughs> but the tone and the way they approached me with it, I was like, so shook, like genuinely shook by this information. And at that point I could have been like, Hey, actually X, Y, and Z happened. And, you know, subsequently throw a bunch of other people under the bus and that's the truth. Or I could just take the way that I was approached by this person and be like, okay, I don't even want this person in my life anymore. Like that's so fucking rude. And that's just, this just a very vague example, but you just, you decide at that point, like, okay, you get really real with yourself. We could go down this road because making up isn't hard, but sometimes it is worth it. Like you get in a fight with Joe and I get in arguments. We've gotten in a couple bigger arguments where we're like, all right, is this worth it to be together? Like, do, can we see this, you know, whatever. And both of us obviously at this point have been like, obviously, yes, like we have to work this out. Like, I love you. Like we have to make this work. So that's in a similar way to, you know, friendship things where I've gotten in arguments with friends before and we've been like, all right, like, I'm sorry that I said that. I'm sorry that you said that. Or like, oh, that was a misunderstanding like that. You just work it out. Right. And then sometimes you're like, okay, it's just like not worth it anymore. Whether it's the kind of person that it, that person brings out in, in you or the way they treat you directly, you know, or the way your relationship works, you're just not proud of it anymore. Or maybe you just want to move on and like live a different life. I've found that to be like the, mostly the case in my twenties where you're just like, all right, I'm at a breaking point. Like we could make this work or we can make it not work. And you get to decide. And I think a lot of the time friendship breakups come from that you deciding like, all right, well, I'm just going to like kind of go on without them because it's my life is better or try it at least. And again, like I said, there's never, it's not like you can't come back and circle back around to these people right now. But if you feel like you aren't either doing your best when you're with them or feeling your best when you're with them, or you're feeling valued when you're with them, probably should not be their friend. <laughs> and again, some everyone has their like stages where they're having a bad time and like you get to show up as the friend that's like helpful. But like sometimes that's just who people are in their life. And sometimes you just don't mesh with them. And again, a lot of the times this doesn't make that other person necessarily a bad person. Maybe they just pull something out of you that you don't like about yourself even. Like maybe it's you, <laughs> but whatever it is, you get to decide, especially in your twenties, you get to decide who was your friends. As you get older, I feel like you realize that you don't need to have as many friends as you used to. And you just want to have good friends who make you feel good and make life fun and simple. And don't expect the entire fucking world of you. Like you owe them everything, you know, and all of your time and all of your energy. I just feel like adult friendships are the truest form in some ways, because like you really get to rigorously decide who your friends are and not even in a mean way. It's not to be like exclusionary, exclusionary. Is that how you say it? It's more to be like, I'm just protecting my space and I have so much shit I have to do. And so many things on my plate, especially as I move forward, being in a serious relationship or, you know, if that's the way you're going to go, I'm just speaking from my, you know, vantage point and getting married and, you know, investing in my life, hopefully building a business larger, paying attention to my family. Cause I live close to them now having children, like taking care of fucking kids. Like I'm trying to thin out my life <laughs> to be perfectly set up to build that kind of life that I want. And sometimes that comes with not making up with friends 
that you get in arguments with or not making up with friends that make you overall just like not feel like the greatest person. But I do want to make sure to make it a point to say that again, just because someone's bad for you doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like there are plenty of people that I was friends with that I feel like we were just kind of toxic together. Not plenty. I would say a a couple in my life. And it was just not good for us to be friends, but they're not bad people, you know, at all. It's just that we aren't vibing anymore at some point, but we had the time I do want to recognize too, that a lot of the friends, again, I haven't had super, a lot of friend breakups, but in my twenties, I've had a couple and those people in my life served a purpose at the time. And I genuinely do wish them the best. I think that's another point of friend breakups is to realize and really value the experiences you have with that person. Cause obviously you were friends for a reason. And especially if it like is a little bit toxic or they, if you were a little bit much or they were a little bit much, like that friendship was held onto for a reason, whatever reason that was, whether you just like love the best people, you just were loyal to them, or you guys had so much fun together. Like you do have to look back on those friendships and honor them and be like, okay, I actually had the best fucking time. Like, cause there are, you know, plenty of friendships that are more toxic are so fucking fun. Right. So I think it's important too, to, when you look at adult friendships, especially if you've had a friend breakup before, don't harbor like resentment. You know, I think it's easy to be like bitchy about things and go around talking shit to everybody. But really, in my opinion, like I was friends with these people for a reason. I really did like them and I do wish the best for them. And that's not being snarky. Like I literally wish that they get everything that they want in this world because there's a reason why I was friends with those people in the first place. And they do have amazing things to offer and they are fun and they're funny and they're smart. And like, I just, we had a great time together for the time that we were, you know, besties. And I I think it's really important to honor that and not look on friendships that you've lost as like people that you hate, you know, cause that's just why, (laughs) why would you do that? At the end of the day, I feel like I kind of discuss friendships similar to how I discuss relationships, whereas, you know, whatever is meant to be is going to be, whoever's supposed to be in your life is going to be in your life. You guys, you can just kind of find the people that you're supposed to be around. And if you need to break off friendships or like get some space in friendships for whatever reason, meaning maybe you two bicker too much or argue too much, maybe it brings out the worst in you again. Like I said, maybe that person is chaotic. Maybe the person is disrespectful to you or just like flat out rude. There are so many different things that go along with kind of cutting off a friendship. Maybe you feel like, and this is one big one for me is when that person is in a room with other people, like imagine they're in a room, people are talking shit about you. Like to me, it's huge to make sure I have friends who'd be like, ah, you know, like that's not really true or, Hey, that's not actually how it is. Or to really stand up for me, that's important. Maybe you find that someone isn't like that. You know, there's so many reasons why you would cut someone off or have like a friendship breakup. But I think when things are supposed to end, you should just let them end. If you feel like it's ending, you feel like it's no longer serving you. It's okay to be a little bit selfish and be like, all right, well, I'm moving on with the chapter of my life. And that definitely happened to me in my twenties where I had to leave some people behind and it hurt because I love these people. I do. I really do. But at the same time, I was kind of feeling the need to venture out and maybe reconnect stronger with some of my older friends and also at the same time make new friends and just find a better home because I wasn't really feeling at home in the group that I was in. And that's not pointing to a specific group, by the way, because I feel like I've had like 
two big friend turnovers in my 20s. And also I had like one in high school too. So it just, the way that you change the whole, all your friendships around you are going to change. And I think that that's normal. I think that's supposed to happen. I don't think that though it is a sad time, it feels like a loss. I don't think that's something that you're going to be alone in necessarily. And even though it kind of feels alone, <laughs> losing friends kind of feels alone or distancing from friends kind of feels alone, but you will find your people. I think it's important to let people go that don't really serve you or you don't serve them um, in order to spend time on people that are meant to be for you, which is the same thing I basically say about dating, but just with friends. But while I do miss closeness and like the close-knit groups that I remember from high school and college, I feel like I'm liking my adult friendships the best because they genuinely feel the most supportive and the most like happy. They feel the most natural because you kind of have to go out of your way to have adult friendships. Whereas if you're in high school and you see these people every single day, like you honestly don't really have that many options. (laughs) But when you're an adult, you have all the options. You could go anywhere and be friends with any, you know, person within, you know, a realistic view of that. But with adult friendships, that's like your true people. Like those are the ones who really go out of their way out of their adult lives to show up for you, which I have felt super lucky to have the people in my life that I have in my life. And I definitely let them know that I definitely try to reach out when I can and plan around that. I've been loving being in Dallas too, because I'm closer to one of my other core best friends, Tessa, and we haven't had a lot of time together in the past couple of years. So it's been cool to be here for that. And just make sure that I'm putting those particular friendships first. So I would do that when it comes to adult friendships. Don't really try I feel like don't cast a wide net, you know, too wide, but use your time wisely. Focus on the people who focus on you and know that sometimes it might be kind of lonely if you're going through a transition period. I think that happens to a lot of people and a lot of us, you know, figure that out as we go on. But let's talk about making new friends as an adult, because this is a question I get a lot. Personally, I have made most of my friends up until now through work. So in Los Angeles, it was easy to meet people through work at events, things like that. And then we would kind of break off and like shoot together one-on-one sometimes or go to events together. And then I had friendships that were like, really amazing best friend friendships that formed out of that experience. And then I had some friendships that just kind of linger still at the work friend relationship, which is still fine. Like I said before, so maybe you don't find your best, best friend at work, but you do find people to go do stuff with and to work with and just enjoy your time doing the things that you guys have in common together. Another big one for me was through other friends moving to LA there obviously are a fuck ton of people in Los Angeles. And I had people that I knew friends, you know, who knew I was moving to Los Angeles or I'd like run into an old friend and be like, Oh, Hey, like, yeah, I'm moving to LA. So I had a friend reach out to me. We're not, her and I aren't amazing besties, but she was like, Hey, you have to meet this girl that I know her name is X, Y, and Z. I want y'all to meet up. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Put us in a, in like a DM group. She was like, cool. And then she put her and I and this girl in a DM group and was like, Hey, y'all need to hang out. 
And literally I've just made a new friend. So then we went and got a coffee and like you kind of feel each other out and stuff. So that has happened to me a lot. So definitely be open to that. If someone says they've got a person for you to hang out with and if you just move to a city, especially or something, definitely take advantage of that. Also, another way that I have made friends is through Instagram. Of course, you need to be safe because you don't know. I mean, we all know what catfishing is and we all understand that there is like dangerous people on the internet, but I have found people with my same interest online again, mostly through work for me. But if you are, I've noticed a lot of girls who are like kind of up and coming content creators who are just starting out on their like content creation journey. And they, I've seen DMS reaching out to me to ask to hang out and like shoot together, which is great. But like y'all can take that same energy, you know, like do that, if, especially if you're in that little niche, it can be kind of fun to like make friends to shoot with and stuff. And I know that like not everyone understands like shooting and getting content. So it's nice to hang out with people who do. So that's a good example of, you know, someone reaching out to me or me reaching out to them out of the blue and being like, let's hang and shoot. I really like your content. Of course, again, be safe. I mean, you're an adult person, use your brain, but that's just one way I've gone about doing it. Some suggestions I've gotten from people in my life who have had to make friends or, you know, start a new friend group or just moved or whatever. My editor, my video editor, Jordan, for all my YouTube videos, she does such a good job. She just moved to London and she told me she actually has met some friends on Bumble BFF. And she was like, I know it sounds so cringe, but like, it's actually been really fun to go on like friend dates. And a lot of people move to these bigger cities and are like, where do I find people? So I think Bumble BFF is a good one. Again, be safe, use your brain, only meet up in public places and really get to know a person before you ever put yourself in like more of a private situation with them. Another one is my friend Kenzie, Kenzie Elizabeth, her Geneva app group. I think a lot of it's based in Dallas, but now there's people in other cities from what I understand. I can link that in the show notes. She always tells me people are in there just chatting. It's like a lot of girls with a lot of common interests, a lot of people who follow her or listen to her podcast. So they find friends through those common interests that Kenzie likes. And then like they will like send pictures to the group of like all of them meeting up and going to lunch or brunch or like going out or something. So I think that's a really good one. If you guys want some people with similar interests, I will link that in the show notes. Like I said, also I've just had friends who meet people randomly. Like my friend Iman, who has been my friend for about seven years now and someone who I've actually had on this podcast before her and I met in a bathroom in a club in Los Angeles when I was 21 years old. It was so random, but we met, I feel like we were kind of in this like very large extended group that extended over like two or three tables. So it was, we kind of had like a mutual friend involved, but then we just like saw each other in the bathroom and started chatting. And we have been friends for years. Our lives have become insanely intertwined. Her and one of my other good friends, Kelsey, I, introduced them and they became roommates. So they're amazing friends now. Like it's just this whole thing <laughs> came out of me and Iman meeting in the Hyde bathroom. Sometimes you just click with people. We decided to hang out after that. Another, my friend, Sarah, you might be listening to this, Sarah. I think I saw on her story the other day, she made a friend just when they were getting their blood drawn in the same place and they just started talking and now they're like literally best friends. <laughs> Hi, Sarah, if you're listening. <laughs> 
I think that's the story, but I was watching her stories and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Just random stuff like that. Just be open. When I go out, I'll constantly meet new people, especially here in Dallas. I'll like chat it up with someone and, and like try to make time to go get coffee or drinks. It's not always available because I am trying to not fill up every second of the day with stuff to do, but I will say I have a lot of opportunity for that. So There are so many different ways to make friends. I wouldn't look at it like I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Honestly, I would just go about your business, have a good time, go out with the friends that you do have, meet up with new people through connections with kind of like if you meet a lot of people, you can figure out who you like, who you don't like. Maybe you meet like one friend out of, you know, meeting 30 people, but that's worth it. I feel like that's a normal statistic there. (laughs) Be friends with one out of every 30 people you meet, maybe less, but yeah, get yourself out there. It's almost like dating. I feel like if you want a fun little friendscapade group, you can definitely get started on that. And I think most of the time that question is asked when people are moving to a new city, but you can do it in your same city that you're living in currently. If you need a little revamp, if you want to be around different kinds of people, I think all of these are good ideas to make new friends. Overall, like I said, I feel like my adult friendships in my life are the absolute most fulfilling friendships I have ever had. And I feel really comfortable around my people. I feel like we have a very basic connection that just like isn't going to be fucked up by like really anything. Of course, people have come and gone, but those people taught me a lot of stuff and I had a lot of fun with them as well. Friendship breakups are really, really hard. And not everything needs to be a friendship breakup too, by the way. Like you could totally get space from someone if people can agree to have space from each other. I think that's a really good thing too. Also remember, you can always come back together at some point. Just remember, don't let anyone make you feel disrespected. Hang out with people that you respect yourself. Remember that you're going to be like the people you hang around. So if you aren't proud to be like these people and or they make you uncomfortable or they make you feel a certain type of way, or they bring out a side of you, like it's probably not even their fault. Like maybe they bring out a side of you that you just don't like, like you're allowed to walk away from that situation. And I think it's just when you have good friends and, or you have a good relationship with yourself, with the people in your life, whether it be friends, family, boyfriend, wife, husband, girlfriend, etc., your dog, I feel like you just feel healthier. You feel more alive. Sometimes I go back and look at YouTube videos that I took like in the years prior when I honestly wasn't super committed to YouTube. And I look at my quality of work. I look at my own face and my own self at that period of my life, especially through my early to mid twenties. That time in my life, I was so bloated and you could just tell I was stressed out and I was stressed out for reasons beyond friendship. I was stressed out for, you know, trying to make my job work and living in Los Angeles, everything being very expensive, not treating my body the the way that I should be treating it, not understanding my health, but friendships and relationships really, really tie into that. And now I feel like I look physically so different when I surround myself with the people and the things and the places that I thrive in and with, you know? So that's really important to 
talk about for me because I honestly I watched a video oh my god I watched one of my old travel videos and I was like who the fuck is that (laughs) what was wrong with me (laughs) I had a lot of problems back then I had a great time but still I have looked better things have looked better and I look better now (laughs) makes my job a little easier but anyways definitely wanted to cover that topic And if you're going through something like that, I know it can be really difficult, like I said, but I'm here. I've gone through it before and I live to tell the tale. And now I feel 10 times better and more energized. I look 10 times better. I will say also when I left situations that were no longer serving me, I started making more money. I I got into a great relationship. Like everything in my life improved when I left something and situations each time I left a situation that wasn't serving me. And that can be with relationships with other like guys before Joe and with friendships and with job opportunities. Like that kind of applies to anything. So take that for what you will. And I hope that was helpful for you. And I'm recording this so last minute. So I need to get this in to James, my editor immediately. But definitely wanted to touch on that. Let me know if you'll have any questions. You can write in on the Instagram. Mostly in the comments is where I find it easiest to respond because I can see all the questions all at once. And then y'all can see all the questions too. So if I already answered your question, you're able to see that. As always, you can always leave a comment. On, on the Instagram, I mean the note to self Instagram. It's at NTS by PS. And you guys can always leave a comment on there requesting things as well. I've been reading your reviews on Apple podcast app that really helps my podcast. So please continue to do that. If you haven't reviewed yet and you have a couple seconds, I would love if you wrote a quick review or just submitted a quick rating. Other than that, it is time for me to go eat some mango with tahini and drink a Topo Chico. They just dropped off this huge shipment and I am so excited (laughs) for this Topo Chico. So I hope you guys love this episode. Y'all are the best and I will talk to you guys next week.